Hello and welcome to the Pod Academy. Lock them up and throw away the key is something that's often heard. Does locking someone up for committing a crime really work to punish an individual and then have them come back in society a changed person? Prisons and why we send people there. Does it work? Should it work? The subject of a recent lecture at Gresham College in the City of London where they have regular free lectures on lots of different subjects. Law and Lawyers is a series of lectures at Gresham College, continuing in 2016, and presented by Professor Geoffrey Nice QC, who explains here why we lock criminals up. For a range of reasons, many of them not fully articulated, in my view. You could look back and say that there are some coherent lines of justification, deterrence, retribution, rehabilitation. Those are the standard ones. But does it really explain our attitude towards imprisonment? I rather doubt it. Not only a people complex, but our reaction to people uh, is complex too. It's often those who, on some objective calculation, would be less culpable who get more opprobrium and heavier sentences than those who are, in one, in one sense, guiltier, um, but get lesser sentences. And the most obvious examples are those who really cannot control themselves, whether from birth or from upbringing. Take sex offenders who typically have been themselves <clears throat> formed by um, childhood or um, yes, childhood of being victims of sex offence, they become sex offenders themselves and they draw the maximum opprobrium for society, not an understanding that they are themselves victims. So we're very complicated in the way we respond to crime. political dividend in rehabilitating people. At least it doesn't, there doesn't seem to be in our country. Interestingly, there are, there are changes around the world. Norway is now rather leading the way, I think, with prisons that are so shockingly liberal that um, people from America and England can't probably recognise them as prisons at all. But their purpose is to enable people to rejoin society And what's, I think, startling, as at present, is that these prisons have a recidivist rate of about 20%, whereas America and we have recidivist rates of about 70%. So why aren't we spending more time looking at that? If prison in other countries is more successful at rehabilitating prisoners, then there must be lessons learnt from other systems from different parts of the world. But there are some crimes where prison is the only answer. In some cases, there are people who, for whatever reason, are so dangerous they do have to be restricted. So that's one justifiable expense, although whether it has to be done in this way, given modern technology, is another issue. I think it's really a desire to punish people that justifies, that justifies what we do. Now, 
I may not necessarily be on that wing of public opinion, but I think what's clear is that you have to carry public opinion with you on an issue like this. And so change from where we are to something more humane, or not more humane, more liberal, as it would now be described, is going to take some time. And it's also going to be very difficult, I think, to do that in a society where so many of the other structures, in in their own way, almost require punishment and offenders. The rich need the poor, the good need the bad, the apparently lawful need criminals. And you you could argue in a rather nasty way. We don't actually want to live in a crime-free society. And so if you've got aggressively capitalist societies with great divergence of wealth, it's probably inevitable that you're going to want to punish and will punish those who offend the implied values of such a society. Maybe as long as you've got a society which, since the 1960s certainly, has believed in all aspects of sexual liberalism, it's in some curious and perverse way necessary to be particularly hard on those who transgress what's left of the, uh, of the, of the law on sexual control. And, of course, Mary Whitehouse, who you may remember or know of, may well be be shown in due course to have been right. And more and more people may be thinking, hello, perhaps it wasn't quite so good to create this sexually liberal society, one of the consequences of which is people perhaps doing more things that take them to prison. Many voters want criminals to be punished for their crimes, but perhaps there are other ways of asking for those who've committed a crime to pay back to society. Politicians only get elected if they public vote for them because they promise more prison, and then everybody starts ratcheting each other up. That's why America has such a huge prison population, higher than anybody else's. Many would argue that sending someone to prison doesn't always work. If prison is not the answer, then what is? If prison isn't the right way forward... There has to be not only a recognition of the utilitarian advantages of more liberal systems, such as those applied at the moment successfully in Norway, but there has to be an acceptance, which will be much harder to achieve, I think, that it isn't always necessary to punish people, however bad are the things that they have done. society is not that different from others, from China to Northern Europe to South America to Australia. You have to achieve both recognition that other systems work according to the parameters you set, which would be utilitarian parameters as opposed to retributive parameters, and then you've got to get people actually to be willing to, uh, to do without that element of condign punishment that... Um, is part of perhaps our national psyche and maybe part of the national psyche of lots of other countries. So it's a big shift, and uh, it would be a daring politician who led it. For more information on the Law and Lawyers series of lectures at Gresham College, go to gresham.ac.uk. And more podcasts can be found at podacademy.org.